everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Insatiable Appetite. Melissa Abbott here, Vice President of Hartman Retainer Services. Today, we're going to talk about what's happening in the space of kids, from meal trends to snacking. And I'm so delighted to be joined by my colleague, David Wright, to talk about this topic. How are you, David? Hi, Melissa. Mm -hmm. I'm doing great and excited to talk with you about this topic today. Uh, thinking about the topic of kids, what we should probably first mention is that overall, households with young children are increasingly non-traditional, multicultural, multi-generational, and headed by a millennial. That's absolutely right. And 20% of Americans live in multi-generational households, according to Pew Research, which I found fascinating. And in fact, households with kids are typically more engaged with health and wellness than the general population. So some of this is likely due to age, as millennials are both more likely to be parents and more likely to be health and wellness engaged. But beyond generational attitudes that contribute to this skew, having kids can be a trigger for deeper engagement with food and health as parents, well, you know, they're trying to ensure children's healthy development. And as kids, you know, they gain their autonomy, um, they are no doubt plugged in and very much online. Mm -hmm. And with over half of kids two or younger and nearly nine in 10 of those uh, that are ages five to 11 watching videos on YouTube, exposure to new and different ideas, information and products via digital creators and social influencers, well, that's happening at a faster rate than ever before. So while entertainment is, of course, front and center, education, it's not far behind. So according to parents, YouTube is actually a major source of entertainment, education, and exposure to new cultures for their kids. And kid-focused brands are crossing the digital divide to bring parents healthy products kids will actually love. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about all this online behavior now. And we see... Preteens are turning to platforms like TikTok and other social platforms, while parents are using the app to share meal hacks for kids of all ages. So um, we see parents are actually creating community and sharing information on hag hashtags like Easy Kids Meals and Healthy Kids Meals. Um, beyond meal-specific hacks and how-tos, Users of any age can come across videos focused on nutritional content, product history, and bigger picture trends in sustainability like workers' rights or the impact of animal agriculture. That's so true. And how we all seek information today has totally changed. And obviously, especially kids and parents. And here at Hartman, we're often asked about kids eating behaviors. And what we do know is that kids' food choices are being influenced by the same macro drivers as their parents. So who we live with, how we spend our time, where we live, you know, what kind of, you know, whether it's urban or rural, and the things we value most are morphing in society today. And so kids are actually caught up in the same tides of cultural change as their parents. So acknowledging these macro dynamic shifts, well, it's essential to understanding eating culture today, you know? Right, right. And if we think about who we are with multicultural households on the rise, so are children growing up with a broader 
cultural heritage in food and beverage. So from the perspective of what we do, kids are learning from their parents how to manage eating around hurried lives. They're growing up in a world in which food retail is everywhere and boundaries between channels are blurred and kids are learning new ways to shop. So in fact, babies are entering a world where new digital capabilities are taken for granted. And that's kind of the focus of how we live. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about what babies being born today, they're going to be like in, you know, seven to 12 years. So, you know, what we value collectively, these kids, they're learning their food values, right, from their parents. They're adopting these modern understandings of health and wellness, as you mentioned, David, Mm -hmm. and appreciating that importance of fresh, less processed food and seeking those personal, customized and even global foods. Uh, you know, whether it's, um, you know, global foods, ethnic types of um, ingredients and preparations. So, you know, that has me actually thinking about brands like Bonza, chickpea pasta, they're making a mac and cheese. So, you know, we're kind of morphing away from the things that we grew up with and the staples, the things that can, you know, kids today, they're going to think of as nostalgia is going to be totally different 20 from 20 or so years from now. Right. And and it's not just a one-way street. The older kids are bringing new values back to their parents, like dishes that are inherent, inherently meatless, uh, brands like Saffron Rhodes, Coconut Curry, or Chickpea Masala. Yeah, I mean, more so than ever, right? So we're hearing more and more when we talk to parents in qualitative interviews, the things that they're learning are oftentimes from their kids. So these kids are really bringing new information from whether it is social media or whether it is other um, kids' households, you know, and where they're coming from and what their cultural background is. So, you know, parents, they cannot really struggle, though, to find solutions for nutritious and balanced meals for their family. And it sometimes causes meal plans to break down. And we know that 49% of households with kids under 18 say they don't have time to cook as much as they'd like. But we do know that there are signposts to guide or provide support for consumers. So David, can you break down the three key themes that are shaping kids' meals today and uh, maybe in the future? Sure. So what we've seen are three themes that can be defined as less processed, organic, and sustainable, custom nutrition, and for the whole family. That's that's cool. And it's very true in terms of like what all of those mean to the consumer. And they're not distinct consumers and, you know, where that importance lies. So we found that the first theme you know, that centers on the process, the sustainable, or the less process, I should say, the sustainable and organic is about parents seeking to impart holistic health and wellness practices by actually encouraging less processed choices with like real foods, whole foods, uh, nutrition density, and including sustainable production, as well as thoughtful packaging. And, you know, how are these ingredients sourced? Like what's happening behind the scenes of how the product came to be? So organic, you know, it's particularly important and salient cue here. It's used so often by parents when purchasing. And I'm just curious, David, what's your take on the custom nutrition theme? Well, what uh, custom nutrition is about seeking out specific components to meet each child's unique nutritional needs um, and passing parents' specialized diets along to their kids or preventing an allergic reaction in a setting like a classroom. 
and foods with alternative ingredients and simple but informative packaging help parents navigate all of that. The idea of for the whole family is one we will want to watch as multi-generational households become more prominent. Yeah, that's very true. We're finding that to be an ongoing theme with um, there's oftentimes a grandparent or someone in the house. So a, a parent can be taking care of a grandparent as well as um, dependents uh, under 18. So then we have the picky eaters, right? <laughs> they remain oh. a very common concern. And, you know, parents are looking for meal solutions that really satisfy the whole family from the kids you know, all the way up to, you know, the grandparent. And the introduction of more global flavors into their children's food palettes is really a priority. And adding older generations into the scenario, well, it becomes a little more complicated, but that's a place for club shopping. It often shines for the shoppers of these multi-generational households. That is so true. And boy, Melissa, we've been looking at picky eaters for so long at yeah. the Hartman Group. That's It's a wonderful topic and their impact on the family, right? Um, do you think that we could finish out today's podcast with products that you think are trending in the kids space? Yeah, for sure. And so what's most interesting here is that, yes, there are certainly kid-focused brands from Cliff's Z-Bar to Goldfish Crackers that continue to appeal to kids. But we're seeing more familial preferences where there are fewer kid-focused brands and more products that appeal based on their attributes. So things like hippies, uh, and Pirate's Booty, those are great examples. They may not be specifically marketed to kids, but kids love them and the parents don't mind adding them to the shopping cart for their cleaner, cleaner labels and those fun formats. Mm -hmm. So there's no longer actually like a typical household. Household structures are way more diverse. The role's more fluid and families are facing mounting financial and time pressures. I mean, look what's going on with, uh, you know, rising inflationary costs. So right. at the same time, these cultural notions around healthy eating, they have prioritized individual food needs. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, rising food costs play a role in, you know, what shows up in um, parents' shopping carts, too. Right. That, that is a great point. Um, and we know that kids' food choices are being influenced by the same macro drivers as their parents, particularly in health and wellness. And outside of specific foods for toddlers, there's brands like uh, Halo, which is citrus fruit, Chobani yogurt, and Kind breakfast bars. Those tend to appeal across the household uh, based on taste and dietary preferences. Yeah, yeah, those are great examples, David. And there's no doubt that kids' palates are actually shifting. So while cartoon characters might boost some products and categories, parents are really seeking value that the whole family can enjoy that touches on health, sustainability, and global influences, or even local fluid influences too, mm -hmm. uh, regional food influences here in the States. So I think it's really important too, because we're about to embark on our uh, second quarter study, which is about dietary preferences and mm -hmm. um, unique approaches to eating. We're going to include some kids topics, a bit of a deep dive on kids and parents with kids. So we'll be able to get a sense of what's happening about how kids, uh, what they're how they're choosing foods today like are they eating more plant-based what's their interests are they following uh kind of you know some interesting higher protein diets like their parents are so 
definitely encourage our listeners to stay tuned or reach out uh, at www.hartman-group.com. Um, so we are definitely going to be looking into this topic a whole lot more. And I just want to say thank you, David Wright, for the wonderful conversation today. And thank our listeners for tuning in. Thanks, Melissa. Take care. It's been great to talk. As always, take care, everyone. Bye.